You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Balan's Tomb Driven into the long dark of Moria by the fury of the Watcher in the water, the Fellowship must trust once more to the skill of Gandalf and Aragorn to see them safe through the ruined Dwarven realm. All about them are signs a great kingdom brought low, yet no trace is to be seen of the most recent attempt to reclaim Moria, that of Balan's expedition some years earlier. Part of Gimli's eagerness to journey through Moria was fueled by the hope of finding his cousin alive and well. Yet as the Nine wind their way through the darkness, hope seems further and further distant. It is not until the Fellowship leaves the mines and enters the city itself that their fears are confirmed. In a small chamber off the main hall lies a simple stone tomb surrounded by the long dead corpses of dwarves. This is the last resting place of Balan, son of Hundin, Lord of Moria. As Gandalf searches through the records, the goblin drums begin to sound in the teeth, and the running feet can be heard in the halls outside. Welcome to the Green Dragon Scenario Spotlight of Balan's Tomb from the Fellowship of the Ring Journey book. I'm Jeremy and with me is Kylie. Ahoy hoy. And we've also got Matt who has um, fallen down a well at the moment, unfortunately. So that fool of a, of a took has really ruined us and, and caused some trouble in Balan's Tomb. This Balan's Tomb version is on an 18-inch by 18-inch board. It's a very small board. It uses terrain from the Mines of Moria box set, but also from the, the bits of foam you cut out throughout this book to make a board. I've made yeah. one that's a bit nicer. I want to redo it, though, so make my, my second level a little bit nicer as well, because I actually assumed that was just a border and not a play area, but it's actually no, it's a play, play area. area. It's a very yeah. important play area. It is, it is. So hindsight is a wonderful thing. The participants are the Fellowship. Yes, and this we is assume, the fellowship. Yeah, we assume that um, Frodo has Sting. And the Mithril Coat. And the Mithril Coat. Yep. And we assume that Aragorn has his bow. Yes. Yeah. This is this is the key like picture image of the Fellowship of the Rings. This is yes. the one that every movie poster had. This is this is where they're standing on Balan's tomb, ready to fight the goblins. Fantastic scene. So just choose the weapons that are appropriate for that one. On the evil side, you have two goblin captains, eight goblins of shields, eight goblins of spears, eight goblins of orc bows, and one cave troll. With troll chain, because the troll chain's always fun. Yeah, oh, you give it whatever weapons you want. It doesn't say you choose what you've got. You choose what weapons you want the captains to have as well. It doesn't really matter. Troll chain every time. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, Matt. Hello. You got out of your well safely. I'm here. <laughs> and good to see I you. I escaped. Well. Yes. So basically the layout, you've got an open area with a little a second level around the sides of it with some pillars and some tombs and well in your way. The chamber of Marzabul set out. But it's because it's compact, you get the image of being in a real compressed area. So that's that's mm. really nice. Good player deploys within six inches of the center of the board, so right in the middle, as the movie scene goes. But the evil player comes through the doorway. There's one doorway. It's the only way in. It's the only way out. So you basically move the goblins through. And this is out where we have our gamer agreement that you're not just going to stand Aragorn and borrow me in front of the door and just block it off so goblins can't actually enter, because that would make a very boring game. Yeah, that's something they didn't quite foresee, because I don't think any of the playtesters actually... Let's just say that they actually want you to play the scenario. Yep. So if you set up a scenario, you actually play the scenario, not just find the auto-win condition and then... They, they foolishly believed that everybody just wanted to have fun. Yeah, no, that was yeah. such a mistake. Yeah. So, so if you ever play the scenario, you do it once, show your opponent, hey, look, I figured out the auto-win button, then you 
pulling and you everything just back, don't do it and again, you, and then you don't do it again. Yeah, you're time wasting. Speaking of winning, the evil side wins if five or more members of the fellowship are slain, or just Frodo. If Frodo's dead, game over. Yeah. So I like these conditions because Frodo is super important, but five five fellowship members is doable as well. It's not easy, but it's it's definitely achievable. Yeah. Because you, you can generally kill Merry and Pippin with some ease. Sam eventually can go down through some strong placement. And then it's then it's killing two of the um, Legolas, Boromir, Gandalf, or Aragorn. Because Frodo is an absolute pain in the proverbial behind to kill. Yeah, Legolas and Boromir are actually reasonably fragile. So if they take hits, they tend to go down as well. So you're looking at Aragorn, Gandalf, and Gimli as being the survivable ones. Frodo as well. But Frodo... If he's isolated, can have some trouble. If, if you get a troll into him by some miraculous chance, he's failed a ring roll, he's got some good positioning, you can kill Frodo, but it's don't, hard to do. Don't, don't expect to get the Frodo kill. And often you get the Frodo kill because you've killed the other members of Fellowship, not the yeah. other way around. I've always found Legolas to be a pretty good gauge of how the game's going, because i found if Legolas is alive at the end of the game, you're usually going to win. Because if they can't even kill Legolas, yeah, I mean, they're usually I struggling right. pretty hard. I think you often lose Merry and Pippin in any of these, so that's yeah. not really a good gauge. I've got a great story for you. Um, most recent time, I just played this with Nick. The three members of the Fellowship that I lost were not the ones you would have expected. Not the ones you would expect at all. I lost Legolas. So, all right, he's, he's, he's pretty expected. Then I lost Boromir, Aragorn. I had Gandalf on one wound, no might, will or fate. Yeah. Had wow. Sam on... One wound, no might, no fate. Mary and Pippin killing and goblins Pippin, with ease. And Mary and Pippin were fine. They they got like four or five kills with their stones throughout the game, and Frodo was on like four kills with Sting. It was ridiculous. Hobbit's OP. I keep hearing Frodo gets another kill. <laughs> oh, Every God. turn, Frodo just stabbing goblins, ripping through them. Whereas poor Boromir and Legolas are just taking wounds left, right, and center. So they went on to win. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, good side won. Wow. But, okay. but like, they're not getting very far without They're not Aragorn. getting very far oh, no, after that's, that one. That's a uh, campaign killer. I was getting there. killed. I, was, um, I lost Boromir through shooting. Ouch. So the goblins kept shooting into combat with Boromir. Aragorn Lyre died to just stupid reasons. Um, Sam died. And mainly a big botch combat, wasn't it? There was a trap. There was a three-model yeah, trap. So I had a three-point of might, one might in his store. So four plus to win the combat off three dice. Yeah, roll a yeah, three, no. goblins roll a six. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and they all wounded. Four Every goblins go swing, four wounds. Aragorn's like, it's okay. Have three fate and two might. Rolls fate, one, one, three. No. Dead Aragorn. Yeah, dead Aragorn. Gone. But the game was pretty well over at that point, and there had to be another kill or two, so it wasn't the end of the world. Mm. But this is a nice little version of the scenario. I like this one. There's been a lot of them, but this is our favorite, I think. Yeah, and it works surprisingly well with the new rules as well. So what are these extra rules to it? Okay, so we have Unstoppable Tide, which includes... The objectives, or the end condition, the game lasts for 10 turns. So it's a 10-turn game. You know basically how long it's going to go for, which is, I think, always nice, especially for this kind of introductory scenario. It's always really nice. As the battle goes on, more goblins are drawn towards it. At the end of each evil movement phase, the evil player may take any goblins not currently on the board, including those removed as casualties earlier in the game, but not including captains that are earlier removed as casualties. So you can bring back the warriors, not the heroes. We had a lot of trouble with this. Or the cave troll. Because Nick was playing evil, but he's clearly a good person. Whereas Kylie was playing good, but she's... Bit more mm, of a sketchy background, let's mm, put it that way. Let's just say... Sketchy background? Seriously? <laughs> this is what you're giving me? There's, there's been known to be some evil there. So we couldn't work out who the evil player was in this one. So we had to roll off. 
Very tricky. So uh, you move the, those goblins onto the board through the doorway. Makes sense. That's the entrance. You That's what doorways are for. There. That's what doors are for, yes. I love doors so much. <laughs> if there is not room to move the models on, the goblins will have to be kept to one side until there is room because you can't just move through those other goblins. And that side is outside the board. That's right. So not on the board at all. Yep. yep. Yes. And this is the, the little auto win. Don't do it. If you do this, feel free to, to make angry faces and slap your opponent. Mm-hmm. So the cave troll may be brought onto the board in this way from turn four onwards. But note that once it's slain, it cannot be brought back, as Kylie said before. Mm. So you, you do get to choose when you want that cave troll on. You may not want to bring it on straight away, but I think usually you probably do. You yeah. generally do. Yeah. And you want to keep your goblin captains towards the back of your goblin ranks until your cave troll gets onto the table because you need the goblin captains and the cave troll to do that takedown on a member of the fellowship, yeah. or at least burn some stats. Yeah, your aim for those is to have a captain and cave troll like team, team up, team up yeah. together and take down one member. If the cave troll takes down one member, you're very happy. Extremely Unless happy. it's a hobbit, or that's uh, not no, 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 even a even hobbit. Then. That's you're happy. Oh, yeah, happy. Okay. Uh, the last special rule is without number. It's difficult to be sure how many goblins are attacking the fellowship, but they certainly number in the hundreds, if not thousands. For the duration of this scenario, evil models will automatically pass courage tests for being broken. Yeah, this scenario makes sense. It's just, it's the term limit is the enemy, not the courage test. Imagine how bad it'll be if the fellowship just killed, I don't know, 25 goblins and then they just all ran away. No. If you got to the point where the last few turns it's goblins moving on and running away, it's, it's yeah, not a fun game. It doesn't quite work with those unstoppable endless tides, so you just do that. The main punishment for the evil player is that your captains, your troll don't come back. Mm. So they die, you lose them. Pretty simple, pretty simple rules, pretty simple stuff. But the a lot of the rules come from the actual interactions between the fellowship in this. Yes. So you got Legolas with the bow. The auto hit is really, really, really useful because you can use it to save a Merry or Pippin who's being engaged by a random goblin. The Boromir horn is probably the the best special rule you have in, in in the fellowship because he can charge to just ignore combats. It's the most thematic as well, because when I think of Balan's Tomb, all I think about is, like, Boromir blowing his horn nonstop. Just blow, blow, blow that horn. And Aragorn just looking at him and going, just shut up, I'm trying to fight here. And Boromir, the horn of Gondor, save him, save him, save him. And the goblins are just running because his horn's going to counter the drums. It's exactly how I imagine this scenario. Also, every time that cave troll comes down, the player playing good must say, they have a cave troll. While blowing Boromir's horn. Out one side of the mouth. They have a cave troll. <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> Aragorn's the next one, and he basically just means the, the Fellowship are pretty much always moving first, because Aragorn's free point, unless you challenge it with a goblin captain, but even then, the goblin captain's might's better used for other things. Yeah, it's a big investment from the goblins. Yeah. Gimli is your roadblock. You put him in front of a place where you don't want goblins running through. And they don't run through. They stop at Gimli and they get crushed. Pretty much. Gimli, even the cave troll's struggling to kill Gimli. The other thing I find with Gimli is his throwing axe is surprisingly useful. Oh, yeah. Because you can use it. There's often a one goblin that's just in a really annoying spot. So you can throw Gimli at it, have a decent chance of killing it with a throwing axe, and then maybe even consider spending his might on it sometimes because it... It might open up that little corridor you need. Where you can get all your other heroes in and protect yeah. your hobbits, yeah. So how did you feel about using uh, the the hobbit rules, the the main rules for this scenario? I assume you did. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, we made we made a, a change to it because what we find with this scenario, the fellowship scenarios become easier the better you are with the fellowship. Yeah. And by now we're very experienced with the fellowship. So what we did was we added a second cave troll. Ah, very interesting. Two captains and two yeah, cave trolls. Seems fair. 
Because what happens in this one, once you get good at it, like early, I, I recommend play it with the standard participants. But yeah. later on, you'll find that it actually becomes trivially easy for the fellowship to get rid of a cave troll. Like they've Extremely. got so yeah. much options yeah. to get rid of it, and even more so under the new rules. You got so, strikes, you got magical powers from Gandalf. You can just blast it back with Gandalf and go, You're not being used till turn seven now. And Ar- even... Aragorn can just consistently one on one. Yeah, yeah. And Aragorn or even a Boromir or a Gimli can yeah. go and fight it one on one. is particularly annoying because you charge Boromir into the cave troll and one other dude. Yeah. Blow the horn. Yeah, so there's, mm. there's lots of ways you can, you can get around that. Um, if it's got one we left, Legolas can pop a auto hit on it. There's there's plenty of ways. The Gandalf transfix is an obvious one. Just just transfix it every time. Or even compile. It's on a forty mil base, and yeah, block some, off. You yeah. Just use him to yeah. block off areas. But two, at, coming at the same time, possibly with captain support. Suddenly, you don't necessarily have all your best options to take them both on. So you might need to spend some more resources. You'll probably get them. But at that point, middle of the game, you're spending more resources than you did in the past. And by the end of the game, yeah. that's coming back to bite you. And let me put it this way. I, I managed to take down both cave trolls in the same turn. It took me eight points of might to do that. And a spell from Gandalf just to get the, the multi-kill on the trolls. That was a heroic combat to make another heroic combat easier to get off. To push a striked up member of the fellowship into one troll. Then heroic combat off that troll to put this another striked up member of the fellowship into the final troll and then using might to make sure you burn down the troll like it cost me heaps yeah and it looked it looked them. easy like nick made a comment that oh kylie just killed them both easily but then that's said, look she spent almost all her resources doing that and now the goblins are a major threat because if you've got one especially that bloody captain well aragorn died because he was one might short yeah one more might he would have survived mm, true so gandalf got to one wound because he, had, he was then fighting the captain one-on-one with no might yeah. Like, then Gandalf was definitely not where Gandalf wants to be. Legolas nearly died multiple times throughout that game and until the very anyway. last turn when he got shot with the goblin. Yeah, it makes a difference. One point of might is so important it's to huge. the fellowship. So spending eight points or equivalent in a turn is just it's just massive. So you need that to add some challenges. And you can keep upping the challenge. If you want to make it more challenging, my suggestion is just add more captains and add more cave trolls. Yeah, or my personal favourite, which is one we, we've done this once without the second tra- cave troll though, was Super Hard Mode Fellowship, which is playing through all the fellowship scenarios without losing a single member of the fellowship. Super, super, super difficult to do because then you're suddenly trying to do all this massive micromanagement with Mary and Pippin and Sam, trying to make sure your weak members are always protected, and you're doing heaps more micromanagement. Yeah, we like doing that. That's our favorite almost campaign mode is that you, you replenish the might. You have all your might, you have all your will, you have all your fate each game, but the evil wins if they kill a fellowship member. Straight out. Like that, and that's that's our hard mode, and it's actually really enjoyable because when it happens, you can just restack really quickly because it yeah. happens instantly and it means that mary and pippin and legolas become really really priority targets to protect same as sam and it changes yeah. the way you play with frodo as well since you know that if frodo any member of the fellowship dies frodo becomes use, a bit more aggressive yeah suddenly yeah, frodo's rings being used offensively suddenly you're throwing mm. frodo into combat to tank yeah and doing all these offensive kind of frodo definitely. i can see that being a really interesting way to play with the new rules yeah yeah oh it is and yeah. we we enjoy that that's how we like Instead of changing the difficulty by upping the amount of evil models or anything like that, just just change the wind condition slightly as well. I so think you can my favorite one we've done wasn't wasn't this balance one, but one particular flat from my Florian. That one's really easy to win with the fellowship, but the moment you add the condition, don't lose a member of the fellowship, it becomes really difficult. Yeah, leave no one behind. You can't just abandon a slow moving Mary or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were, but this one's what I love about this one is it's on a really small board, so you can go to the town making the board 
You can throw it in your car for displays. It's once again incredibly iconic. People see this one, they know what it is. And it's incredibly easy to make. Since you've got that starter set, you pretty much get everything in that starter set except for a couple of two walls. captains. And the two captains. But the two captains, pretty cheap. Easy to convert from goblins yourself. So if you should be able to get fellowship models, you should be able to get goblin models, you should be able to get cave troll models, you should be able to get goblin captains. What are you doing if you haven't got fellowship models already? Come on. Well, you go you're going and buying them straight right away. Now. Yeah, yeah, go. Do so it. I recommend if you can get a copy of this one from the Fellowship Journey book, which is it's a it's a fantastic book. This one is one of the fun scenarios out of it. And I like it because it's one of those scenarios where if you put the work in to make a board look good, you will get absolute reward out of it. It will go in your staple. You'll you'll use it at all times. It doesn't take that long to play. It's a probably about, about an hour. About hour an hour. Yeah, an hour and a half maximum. And it's just fun the whole way through. The ten turns are tough. It, you feel it like it's easy for fellowship at the start, but then you're sweating at the end. Oh yeah. The first four turns you're like this is easy, and the cave troll rocks up, and then you spend a bit of effort killing the cave troll. Then you hit turn seven and eight, and then you're starting to worry because your fellowship are down to one might each. They've started to take some wounds or fates coming off them, and you're starting to get a bit out of position. And you actually have to stay moving with the fellowship. You can't yeah. just sit in the corner because the goblins will pin you in there. You've got to attack parts of the goblin force, run around, break them up in waves so they're coming at you individually, and like reposition. It's It's a good, fun way to learn tactics of the fellowship in a in a, a very decent, fun scenario. Mm. And it also teaches you how to blow Boromir's horn all the time. <laughs> You'll never forget after this one. Oh, so much horn I think horn the blowing. only time I didn't blow his horn was when he killed a cave troll. Mm, I think that's the time when he should have blown the horn. Probably. I feel that that's the best time to blow a horn. <laughs> he couldn't blow the horn. It was him and Aragorn fighting a cave troll. Uh, fair but enough. This scenario also gives reward for both players because it is incredibly fun for the evil player to kill a fellowship member. It's also fun to peel the might off. Whenever the, the fellowship player has to spend might, you get a little bit of a smile as the evil player, especially against the generic goblin. Because the fellowship player always does it begrudgingly. It's like, yeah, oh no. Fine, I'll use it. Yeah, yeah. Like, this game's in my control and you're just you're just slowing me down kind of deal. But it's also <laughs> fun to go and kill a cave troll. It's also fun to have Gandalf sorceress blast a line of goblins and push them away. It's It's... It's, it's incredibly fun to have Mary and Pippin kill a goblin. It's incredibly fun to run the goblins around the outside and then jump them down at the most annoying moment to trap a member of the fellowship or get a sneaky charge up yeah, on the hobbit. Yeah, absolutely. Or throwing a stone at a goblin too, something like that. Yeah, throw there's, stones there's killing goblins bits, is great. Uh, Mary and Pippin got, I think it was three kills with their throwing stones between them and Frodo got four kills in combat. Yeah, uh, And you remember them Sam all. Sam tanked a, a captain at one point. Like, Those yeah. are special moments. They are. Yeah. they are great moments, great scenario. Go, go grab it if you don't have it. Find it. Find a way to do that. Maybe rating, rating, Dragon Post. one to buy water. What do we think? One to buy water. Okay, for this one because it's a real, relatively easy scenario for the fellowship. Once we you get going, I'm probably going to give it somewhere between a. Oh, this is a tricky one. I'm going to put it down towards a a seven to Maggot's Farm probably. Mm. Mm, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, about that. Is um, this the best variation of it, do you think? Yeah, uh, it, it's is, it is, it is. Yeah, it is, okay. definitely. And it, it looks really good. It, it fits all the things there, but it's... Very simple. Very yeah, easy to put together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I recommend this one over any of the other any of the other variants. Your score, Kylie, what's your score for it? I'm going to cop out. Seven as well. Seven as well, yeah. Which is a good score for us. It's that's, over halfway. We're yeah. not doing the scoring this system. This is we will give ones and twos eventually. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we're using the full range. We're not saying we're not doing the rating system where you five's the lowest and ten's the highest. We're going to use the full numbers. We so will rank them. Yeah, seven yeah. is a good score. It's it's more than a pass. It's a distinction. It's a good scenario. 
But we need we need space because there's a lot of them clogging up that eight nine spot. We need it's that space. It's your B plus. It's your standard B plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Play it. Play it. It's classic. Play it. Play it. You will, you will enjoy it. We enjoy it. It's fun. It's it's one that I like to bring out when we've got some filler time. So thank you both for joining me. And remember, everyone, traps win games. Traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.